Hey you guys, I am back at it. You are in the car with Joey too while it's at one o'clock in the morning. Good morning to you. Okay. So this has honestly been a long-awaited episode. Okay. I'm a Tennessee Titan fan. My Tennessee Titans franchise originated in Houston. Uh, the organization also has ties to the New York Titans. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know. Um, <laughs> so the Houston Texans have fired their general manager and head coach. <laughs> it's about time. But how? But you know what? Hold that thought. I'll be right back. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. So This should have been, I'm sorry. I have been lobbying. Okay. Bill O'Brien got fired fine. Did he deserve it? Long time ago. But there's one coach in the NFL who should have been fired a long time ago also. And honestly, they both should have been fired. But right now, I'm going to start with Bill O'Brien. So let me get this straight. You trade away your top deep threat. You trade away your top pick for an offensive lineman who I'm not sure if he's really that proven yet to be worth a top pick. Laramie Tunsil. You traded D Hop for David Johnson. I'm still look, I'm a I'm also an Arizona Cardinals fan for you those of you who, you know. So traded DeAndre Hopkins, one of the top five productive receivers in the NFL for a running back that's been hurt twice in the last three years. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Look, now, here are the positives. He's going to get a job next season. But it's not going to be in the NFL. He's going to get a college job, and guess what? He's actually a good coach. But he's too much of a control freak to, to coach adults. So to be realistic, I think he's going to be great in college. I think he's a, a between 7 and 9 win coach with a good school and a poor school, I think he could possibly win like 
I think around the same thing, like between eight and ten games a season. I think he's one of those coaches who knows how to recruit. Um, I hope he gets another chance in college because I thought he did really well at Penn State. And when I thought he came out of Penn State, I thought if you would have had Deshaun Watson earlier, I think they would have been better. If Deshaun Johnson, if Deshaun Watson would have been there with uh, with uh, Andre Johnson, the wide receiver, oh man, that would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. But I mean, they're separated by what eight years? So or yeah, Andre Johnson is prime. Ended up with the Colts. Then D Washington. Yeah, then Deshaun came in. I just figured it would be. You know, I, I figured he'd have done better. Uh, I always thought his play calling was sus- suspect, even at Penn State. I never thought he was a great play caller. And the funny thing is, he's he's had a couple of good uh, offensive coordinators go through there. I'm just, I've always been surprised with him because to me, he was good, not great. So... Am I shocked he's gone? No. He should have been fired at least three years ago. You know. But that's really all I really have to say about him because this episode really ain't about him. And if you guys saw the picture to my cover, you guys know who I'm about to get down in. So uh, I'll be back. I'm back and like I said this is the real reason why I did this episode how in the blue hell does Dan Quinn still have his job look this is a what do you call this a nostalgic episode this is a memory episode I hate Tom Brady I remember saying If the Atlanta Falcons pass rush can do their job, this game is almost a lock for them. We saw how the Giants did it. We saw how the Eagles did it. If you get pressure on Tom Brady, he cannot see the third receiver. He does not get through his third. He cannot get through his progressions when he sees pressure. Tom Brady buckles. After Pollard, the Kansas City Chief hero for knocking Tom Brady out of a season, which is actually one of the most entertaining seasons that year anyway, especially by New England. Let's... If I see one more Patriot fan talk about or show me a picture saying 28 to three, I'm going to slap them. And for those of you guys, look, I don't hate New England. For those of you who know me, always said I hate New England. No, I don't hate Bill Belichick cheating. Like my brother always says, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And there's some truth to that. Because every champion pushes the envelope. They bend, don't break. Unfortunately, Bill Belichick breaks. But 
Tom Brady breaks the rules, and he gets away with crap. But like I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going down there. The reason why it pisses me off, it had Tom Brady beat. It had him beat. The whole GOAT conversation would have went right in the trash. People would have really started looking at the numbers and at Tom Brady. They would have really started looking. Because Tom Brady's really not that great of a quarterback if you look outside of Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. He's not been a great quarterback without Josh McDaniels, and I'm getting sick and tired of everybody saying he's a GOAT. No, he's not a GOAT. He had GOAT coaches. He had GOAT coaches. Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels are the greatest tandem of coaches I have ever seen in my life, and I'm getting sick and tired of everybody saying it's Tom Brady. And the, I, I said when Cam Newton hit New England, I said, oh, my God, he's a comeback player of the year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was an MVP. The only difference is, is Russell Wilson is playing out of his friggin' mind right now. If Cam Newton finds a way to re-sign, cheat, because that's just the way Bill Belichick can do it. I hope he signs, and I, I, I know this sounds weird, but I hope he signs with them cheap. I want to see Cam get the opportunities that Tom Brady had because Cam has a better arm. Cam might not be as accurate. Cam will make his targets better than Tom Brady did. He will. People will be saying, well, how come Tom Brady couldn't get this out of this player? How come Tom Brady couldn't get this out of this player? You guys are going to see Cam Newton turn those receivers into good receivers. Something that Tom Brady couldn't do because Tom Brady was too locked in. Wow, I'm talking about Tom Brady again, aren't I? I apologize. I, I, I really do. I apologize. Let me, let me get to the point. Let me take a break and then I'll come back. My bad. I got off script. I'm off script. I'm keeping it in, though. I'm keeping it in because it's a good point. I'm keeping it in. All right. I'm sorry. I got away from myself there. Tom Brady pisses me off. Is he the sole, is Tom Brady the sole reason why Dan Quinn been fired? No. All right. But that Super Bowl is what I understand the reason why he got to keep his job. They said if you fire your staff and hire a whole new staff, you can keep your job. Which is basically the option that Arthur Blank gave him. And he said, okay, he'll do it. We all knew that next year they were going to be terrible. Because anytime you hire a new head coach, new defense coordinator, new assistant head coaches, new assistants, it never goes right. You're never going to be the team you were in that previous Super Bowl. And there's no way you're going to be better when you're changing the philosophy of what you're doing overnight for the next year. So... 
We knew that next year they were going to be horrible. Then the year after that, they got injury riddled, right? Then the next year after that, they got injury riddled. Then they did it again. They fired their offensive coordinator and their defense coordinator again. Just two years after they were in the Super Bowl. So now again, you got to revamp. But why would Arthur Blank... Look, we knew Arthur Blank got all the coordinators fired. But then why do it again a couple years later when you have one of the top five offenses, you guys had injury problems. That's not the coach's fault. So that being said, if... Why... I swear, I'm gonna look it up. I'm not. I'm not gonna be done with this episode tonight. I think I'm gonna post this tomorrow. I'm gonna find out how many coaches worked with him during his tenure between offensive coordinator, defensive co- coordinator, and assistant head coaches. I can almost guarantee you it's more than ten. Bill Belichick had one offensive coordinator, uh, offensive line coordinator, for over twenty years. Quite literally, last year he retired. Second time he retired. Josh McDaniels has been there more than eight, nine years. The defensive coordinator, I believe he was a special teams coach in New England. But see, but this is my point. Coordinators, I understand coordinators come and go, but they don't. They go through Atlanta really, really quickly and a lot. So, I'm going to find out the number, and I'm really going to see. I'm going to get back to you guys. Actually, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to do it right now. We're going to go from in the car to in the house. Because I'm really honestly trying to figure out why. Okay, so maybe, maybe because there was so many injury problems over the last, we'll say, three to four years. Uh, One year, it looked like they were coming back. Uh, after the Super Bowl when they had the two running backs. Neither one of those running backs are there now. Um, Deontay Freeman and I forget the other one. I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to do my homework because I, I, I really want to get in depth as to why he still has his job. But Bill O'Brien got fired. Bill O'Brien went through players like Dan Quinn went through coaches. Both of these guys are on an even scale. If Dan Quinn deserves to be fired, I mean, if Bill O'Brien deserves to be fired, the Falcons should have said, well, if the Texans can fire their coach, we might as well just fire ours too. Oh, yeah. The Falcons are winless? Oh, yeah. The Falcons have lost two comeback games already? Did anybody watch that game with the Dallas Cowboy onside kick? I have never seen an onside kick like that before. They all stood there and watched the ball cross the 10-yard marker. I'm thinking, wow. But the funny thing is, I was happy for Dak because I want Dak to get paid. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, get, I'm either going to have a separate short episode for Dak or I'm going to just touch upon it. I'm going to think about that, but I'm going to get back to that later. So, 
here's my point. If you recycle through players like Bill O'Brien did and you lose your job and you're both general manager and offensive coordinator, you start out with an 0-3 record and you get fired, how does Arthur Blank let him keep his job? I just, I, 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 I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me as to why Dan Quinn still has his job. Is he blackmailing somebody? Like, I, yes, Atlanta has also probably had more injured starters over the last few years than almost, no, not more than Philly, and I'm pretty sure the Rams are pretty close. So, with that being said, Atlanta's definitely had injury problems and new coaches. You know what? I've I've never really been a Matt Ryan fan, but I got to give Matt Ryan a lot of credit. He's had a lot of coordinators, and he's found a way to still be better than Kirk Cousins type quarterback. And I know people say, "Well, Kirk Cousins, duh." I always put him in the same boat. To me, I know this is going to kill a lot of you Falcon fans. To me, he's a better Mark Bolger. I mean, same arm. Uh, Matt Ryan had a better... Sh- uh, uh, Matt Ryan had a more stable organization until Dan Quinn got there. Um... I know I I I I understand it went to the Super Bowl, but you do realize the reason why they went to the Super Bowl, that dude is in San Francisco. And San Francisco is just in the Super Bowl. Shanahan ain't no joke. That zone run scheme was working with Freeman uh Freeman and um Oh my gosh, I can't believe the other running back is evading me. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go into the house and I'm going to get this info. This is really killing me. I'll be back. Hey, you guys. All right. To dig a little bit deeper into Dan Quinn, I actually found a few reasons as to why Arthur Blank didn't really need to fire him when okay it looks really bad Dan Quinn you're the coach of the Atlanta Falcons you're in the Super Bowl you have a 28-3 lead like I said earlier if I hear one more person New England Patriot fans talk about 28-3 I'm slapping somebody so the year he went to the Super Bowl we all know he had Kyle Shanahan. And then went to San Francisco. San Francisco went to Super Bowl. So he's been there. This is his sixth season now. He's on his second assistant head coach, which I was actually surprised to find out that Raheem Morris was... That Raheem Morris was the assistant coach... For five of those years. And then, let's see. We went from Kyle Shanahan, Steve Starkeesian, uh, Dirk Kittner. So, let me get this straight. 
Matt Ryan. I'm actually going to give him more credit based on this information. He's had three different offensive coordinators. All three offensive coordinators have different philosophies entirely. For an example, the run scheme with all three. One's a zone, one's straight up head-to-head blocking, and the other one is a screen runner, not necessarily a runner-runner, which is the reason why they didn't have a running back before this year. So when Steve Sarkeesian came in, he liked to dink and dunk for short yardage to pose as a running game. That works better in college, or unless you have a good screen game, like the Green Bay Packers did with Amon Green, it's not gonna, it's not really gonna work so well in the NFL, especially nowadays when the defenses are way faster. But the tackling, I feel, is not as good. So that was just a side part. Um, now, Dirk Kidner had running backs in Tampa. They were always hurt. Now he comes to Atlanta, he gets a star running back. Another guy who's always hurt, but he's seemed to be good so far, so I'm not going to knock him. And Kyle Shanahan has his own block scheme, just like his daddy, and just like Gary Kubiak adapted from Kyle Shanahan's daddy, Mike Shanahan. So, I get that. And if anybody wants to know why the defense has always been terrible, and the Sixers have been there. He coached the defense one year. Raheem Morris is doing it this year. Richard Smith was doing it for two years. And I'm going to give a try to pronounce this dude's name. Markhand Montel? No, Mark Markhand Manuel. It's funny, I looked this dude up on Google, and they say his name, and they list off his personality. Like, when did they start doing that on Google? Like, you ever looked up somebody, and they'd be like, yeah, uh, Derek Fisher, uh, adulterer, crazy dude, likes, you know, to play this, likes to do that. I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm just using Derek Fisher's example, not the actual basketball player, I'm just saying. But... I had never heard that before. So, and if anybody wants to know why the Atlanta Falcons defense is inconsistent is because they don't, they've never had one consistent coach. Richard Smith, Manuel, Dan Quinn did it for a year, had one of the worst defenses in the league then, and now it's Raheem Morris's turn, who got demoted from the assistant coach, by the way. So, from 2015 to 2019, Raheem Morris was the assistant coach. And now Jeff Ubrick is the uh, assistant head coach now. So, looking at this, you're inconsistent with your staff, which tells me that you're inconsistent with what you believe you want to do. You, as a head coach, have no identity. Um, The coach from the uh, Dallas Cowboys, I do not like him, but I will give him credit for one thing. He has one consistent trait he likes to do. It was in Green Bay. He did it a thousand times. He liked to pass the ball. And that's what he stuck with. 
Everybody's like, oh, what's wrong with Ezekiel Elliott? Ezekiel Elliott does not fit the scheme. And Ezekiel Elliott works better in a running system as Jason Garrett had. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get more into that in a second. Yo, yo, you guys, welcome back. Um, okay, so I was trying to touch on a couple segments ago about, um, let me connect it to the last segment. Kyle Shanahan, okay, the dude's special. The two star, and I'm going to say star running backs because now those running backs are no longer stars. Now their guys are just always hurt. So for all of you fantasy players that are looking at 49er running backs as your savior, Make sure it's just as long as they're in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. After that, do not touch them. And I was like that, too, because I remember, you know, I remember back in the day with Ruben Drones, Mike Anderson. These were good running backs. Never anything after Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan's the same way. Um, if you look at the running backs we got now, they really basically were no names played great in that system. Uh, that's one thing. Two, the guys that were running for Kyle Shanahan in that Super Bowl a couple of segments ago was Coleman, Tevin Coleman, I believe, right? Yeah, Tevin Coleman and Deontay Freeman. Deontay Freeman is still in the league and the last time I heard, Tevin Coleman was hurt for San Francisco, so case in point. He can take anybody and work it out. I wonder what happens if he had an Adrian Peterson in his prime or something to that effect. The way Adrian Peterson used to take that first hit step and then boom, hit that hole. Ooh, it was nasty. He was nasty. Y'all know he was nasty. Anyway, so back to Dan Quinn. Two of the four losses this year, he had a large lead. Now, it doesn't matter how many coaches he fires. This is the way Dan Quinn coaches. He's good. He's good, but he's never going to know how to finish. It translates to his staff. That's just who he is. He's a good coach and nothing more. I think he could go back to being a coordinator. But then I think about it, and I'm like, none of his defenses after leaving Seattle were never stellar. Atlanta never once has had a good defense, never, in the six years he's been there, even now. And he was the coordinator for one of those. So he was coaching the defense for one of those years. So, yeah. I'm back to my original thought. Why is he not fired? Okay, and the most embarrassing thing about it is you're the only person in history that most likely will ever hold this mark. You had more than a 15-point lead going into the fourth quarter for two games in a row, and you lost both games. Not only to know that record, 
you're known for losing a Super Bowl when you were up 28 to 3. Look, I understand Arthur Blank is a faithful guy and he wants to give him a chance. Fish and cut bait. Like, really. I don't really see the point as to why he's still there. It, it doesn't make sense at this point. Like, Atlanta needs somebody. They have a traditional quarterback, so they're going to need somebody a little bit old school. So, now, if you look at the Texans, they got completely different issues. They have no talent. They have no draft picks. So, they need somebody who's young for two years, fire them, and then get somebody stable. That's most likely what's going to happen with Houston. They're not going to be good for another four years. So, Houston's done. But Atlanta has a really good team. They need a stable guy now. Now, I'm going to say this name, and you guys are going to be like, who? I'm going to just put it this way. Everywhere this guy wins, he has a winning percentage, but for some reason, teams don't keep him. It makes no sense. None. Nada. So, somebody... Arthur Blank, give Arthur Blank Jim Codwell's phone number right now. Don't wait. Don't walk. Run to his office. Say Jim Codwell is available and go get him. And I guarantee you, you will win. You'll, you'll, you'll win 11 games in the second year and you'll win between 8 and 10 the first year. It's guaranteed. He's a physical, he's a coach that's physical, he understands both sides of the football, he's a Tony Dungy guy, which means he's going to have a stable, I don't, I, I don't want to stumble now, he's going to have a stable, I want to say current, but that's not the right word, he's going to have a stable mentality in his players as to not only how to play the game, but off the field. So not only will he improve your football players as men, he will improve your football players to be better football players. Does anybody realize that he's the best coach Detroit has had in the last decade and they let him go? He took the Colts to a role with Peyton Manning. Yes, I understand that's Peyton Manning. That's Peyton Manning. I get it. But somebody give Codwell a shot, please. When my team was looking for a coach, I said, go get him. Because I know he's going to bring the best out of whoever was on my team, out of whoever the talent scouts drafted. He needs a job. He needs to be back in the NFL. I feel like in some way, shape, or form, he's being Mark Jackson, and I don't know why. Why does Jim Codwell not have a job? Atlanta would be perfect for him. Perfect. He would elevate Matt Ryan. He would elevate the offensive line. Julio Jones would be Julio Jones. Then you got, oh my gosh. And then your defense, you have talent. You have pass rushers. You could be a very successful franchise if you get rid of Dan Quinn.
I'm Joey Two Wallets, and I'm out. Peace. See ya.